Welcome to ATRA, Voices from the Field. This sustainable agriculture podcast is presented by the National Center for Appropriate Technology with support from USDA Rural Business Cooperative. Sorry, so you were saying you're from Grand Rapids? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm born and raised in Grand Rapids. Okay. I am um, third, well, I guess technically fourth generation farmer, oh, cow cool. calf operation. Nice. So, um, yep, and then we had Belgian draft horses. Oh, it was cool. kind of an incentive, a little carrot for me to get into the agriculture. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was a good time. That's both, awesome. Both species were pretty great. Cool. So, for the record, you are? <laughs> so, I'm Abby Ferris. Um, I am the Membership Services Coordinator at the National Farmers Union. Uh, so, I make up the Membership Services Department. I've only been there for a couple months prior to um, the National Service or National Farmers Union. I taught agricultural education at um, the secondary level and advised FFA chapters for two years. Cool. Um, and graduated from Colorado State with my uh, bachelor's degree in agricultural education. So I guess the big question here is, I mean, we're all here because we want to talk about sustainable ag. Yeah. That's the simple one. But, um, so I'd love to hear about what the farmers unions think of the future is going to be. Sure. Um, but it also sounds like you've got this great story of somehow like, a family staying in farming over four generations. Yeah. So I'd um, love to hear more about, like, how that happened, what, I mean, you were talking about your draft horses that kept you on the farm. Like, yeah. Tell me more. Like, how'd that happen? Yeah. Um, I grew up around ag my entire life. We didn't have big farms by any means. Um, my parents and grandparents all worked full-time jobs okay. um, within farm era in addition to farming. Um, but we, it's something my family's always been passionate about um, and we've harvested for our livestock um, and kind of just ran our farm in matters of crops. Um, but it's always something, it's been something that we've been passionate about and kind of ran through the genes of all of us so we continue to do it uh, and keep ourselves alive that way and operating. Um, As far as the farmers union goes, I can't speak much as to what they're doing as far as political um, uh, um, abilities and and what they have going on at the hill obviously because I keep on my side of the office. Um, But I know one of just the basics is that the farmers union is really um, to support family agriculture. And um, we provide services across the nation, um, which benefits us in having the ability to understand farmers throughout the nation um, and support them in the ways that they need it. Um, There's a couple big things, obviously the farm bill's going on this year. Um, The opioid crisis has been really large on our plate lately. Um, and uh, farmer suicide has been something that we've been um, working really hard. I say we, but our office has been working really hard on um, lately. One of the things, when I first started with NCAT, I'm more of a, a community development side of things. Okay. So community food, rural development. Um, and my coworker, he's the farmer. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me that the, in, in the U.S. we've got Farm Bureau and we've got Farmers Union. And there's a pretty strong divide between those two. And this is all still new to me. So like, sure. is this, what can you tell me about it? Um, I think it's often viewed that way. Okay. Um, I know that our organizations have partnered together on massive issues like the opioid crisis. Um, I am also well aware that we just have a, um, a differing set of policies. Um, affirmative to what our members and our board members and delegates are passionate to and um, the needs of our members, um, which end up being different than those of Farm Bureau's. 
um, but on big issues, on, on large agricultural issues that are extremely important across the board, um, we find ourselves partnering with them. So then what does sustainable agriculture mean to you? What's 30 years from now, when we're both retired and we're sitting back saying, hey, it's been fun, what's the world going to look like? I, predicting the future, I think, has been awfully difficult for anyone lately. Um, <laughs> How would you want it to look like? I hope that we have made a stronger connection with consumers. Okay. Um, I believe sustainable to be um, feeding everyone, hopefully, in a manner that is appropriate to, obviously, conserving our land um, and um, the environment, because that's what we need to make that happen. Um, but I hope even five years from now we have a closer connection with our consumers and people become much more aware of what it takes to be a farmer um, and what um, what they are really consuming. Yeah. And what goes into the, the items that they consume because there is a lot of people out there that I think are very far from the connection of being um, around family farms. Yeah. I mean, I heard somewhere that um, we in the United States spend maybe 10, 15, the numbers I don't have, but the idea is there, right. uh, 10, 15% of our money on our food. Yeah. And that there are other countries where it's 40, 50%. Mm -hmm. um, how would you go about, like how about this farmer's union, how would you as, as a fourth generation farmer to me, those two are very connected. I think it's, it's a neat position you're in. Sure. Um, what do we do? Yeah. How does that education happen? Um, and I agree with you. I do think that about around the 10% is a statistic. Okay. Also, um, the Farmers Union on our website, we do a farmer share, which is updated monthly, and it shows see, the comparison of how much a product you pay for in the store compared to how much the farmer gets, um, which I is... I just saw that the other day. Did you? Which is astounding um, and extremely unfortunate and, uh, and really opens your eyes, I think. So I can speak as an individual. I think one of the biggest things is getting in front of those consumers in areas that there are not as much... The population of agriculture is not as large. Um, and getting in front of those... Um, those cons yeah, those consumers that don't have a connection with rural areas and um, farms and producers um, and making that impact and, and educating them even with the farmer share I think it, it is astounding to people and that kind of snags people from the start is um, as to what farming is all about also there's great publications that are coming out movies and articles um, that help consumers realize what a farmer goes through or what it takes to be a farmer and just making sure that those are at the fingertips of the, of the right people I think is important um, something that's interesting to me, even if, even with my agricultural background, uh, the Farm Bill is a massive piece of legislature that I don't um, think is well connected to consumers. And I don't think um, most people who would strongly or have an influence in political means or outlooks um, have any idea what the Farm Bill is about. And it's interesting to me because our office works so hard on it um, that there are people quite a few people, I believe, that have no idea what the Farm Bill is about and how it directly impacts them. And that's something that we should, I again, I believe everyone should be really focused on right now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, 
NCAT's a, a Farm Bill funded organization. Yeah. ATRA, I should say. So NCAT's the nonprofit that houses ATRA. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm with you. I was just having a discussion with someone, um, one of the guests at the um, conference, and was I had no intentions on being, and still have small intentions on being politically related in, in a, a professional degree. But it is amazing to me being surrounded by it, how extremely important it is. And especially if it is, agriculture would be the only tie to political means that I have um, as far, again, professionally. But um, it is amazing what an impact it makes and how uneducated consumers are. Um, and it comes down to we all like to eat, we eat to survive. And um, they're very, there are, there's a large audience that's uneducated. Can you tell me what um, what you do for uh, that Farmers Union? You were talking about member, sorry. Sure. So, your title. no, that's fine. So I'm the Membership Services Coordinator. Membership Services Coordinator. Yeah. Huh? So um, we have 24 regions, which are represented by 33 states. Um, and my job is to help maintain membership and develop new membership um, within the organization, obviously. Um, and make people aware of what our organization is all about when I come to conferences like this. Um, in some of our regions, they're extremely strong. They have their own membership department, and I rarely um, speak to or, well, I'm in communication with them, and they kind of do their own thing and grow membership on their own. Um, but my main focus is those states that are volunteer-based. Um, their board is volunteer, and I can help in any way, shape, or form to increase their membership and again maintain their membership. Um, and I also run the, or help to run and maintain the website. Okay. Cool. So, yeah. So that keeps me pretty busy. Yeah. <laughs> Would you consider going back and picking up the family farm? Um, I think so. Um, given that obviously in Washington, D.C., it makes it a little difficult, not a whole lot of land. Um, I do think so one day. I think that I am really excited about making an impact in agriculture the way things stand now. And not that farming is absolutely making an impact in agriculture, but I think um, as it goes right now, I really enjoy uh, meeting new people and having the ability to travel as being a farmer uh, kind of limits you in that area. Yep. <laughs> um, but I, I do hope so. I hope one day that I'm able to uh, get back to rural roots and, um, and I really do enjoy it. So the benefit of a farmer becoming a uh, membership to the Farmers Union is that allows them to have a voice on the Capitol, on Capitol Hill. So in our office we have government relations representatives um, who spend time on Capitol Hill and make an impact for these local farmers. So as a family farmer when you become a member of the National Farmers Union um, you have a voice on Capitol Hill, and I think that's extremely important to represent um, yourself in the agricultural industry. And the benefit is that we have um, organizations throughout the nation, so we have representation from different types of farmers. As we know, the industry is very diverse. Um, so we have representation throughout, which is extremely important. And um, the benefit is, uh, yeah, having that voice on Capitol Hill and, and really being able to influence the agriculture industry uh, from, from a family farm. You can find other episodes of ATRA, Voices from the Field, along with ATRA's other sustainable agriculture resources at www.atra.ncat.org. That's www.attra.org.
www.ncat.org.